Welcome to another edition of Relationship Monday. I am your Relationship Monday host and Relationship Coach Monty Weatherall. Man, it is so exciting to have everyone here once again to another episode of Relationship Monday. And I tell you, man, these shows are getting better and better and they are really just growing. I'm so excited to be here. And just to do what we do every single Monday. How's your week been? My week has been fabulous. I tell you, <laughs> already two days in, Sunday, Monday. And actually, I start on Saturdays because we have worship on Saturday. I'm just always eager. You see, I'm working on the new digs. We got moving screens and all of that going on now. Trying to spruce it up around here a little bit to make a little more professional. Well, but you know what? We can't do the show without you guys. We can't do it without y'all. It, it takes you guys. And so I want to show you how to get involved in Relationship Monday. As usual, as you know, you can give us a call at 618-230-3839. This is how you can participate by giving us a call at 618-230-3839. You can also inbox your private questions to me at Monty Weatherall here on Facebook Live. What I love about this whole Be Live thing and the reason why I go with this be live that powers this show it's because i get to do fun things like this laura has just logged in she says good evening everyone jeremy zachary had gives us a hand clap and so that's why i like doing this because i can see your comments and you get to participate on the show and me just not read your name but they can see you and how your profile picture and your avatar and they can see that you are really involved in the show also the most important way for me this, this just really gets me excited because you guys help us every week get the word out, right? You help us get the word out on Relationship Monday. And the way you do that is by sharing this video. Sharing is caring. So we need you to share this video, share this video. And if you just got a little bit of time, can you hashtag Relationship Monday? But if you don't feel like hashtagging and all that, just please share the video. Let's get it out there to the Facebook world. Let them know that Relationship Monday is on as usual well as you see that i'm still in an anita baker type of mood rapture yes i am the woman came to st louis and did her thing and so uh plus i like a little jazz and i, I, I can talk over the music and everything so um we got a great show that's that's lined up you know this show was pitched to me about a month and maybe two months ago and i really wanted to have it and i we were trying to get the right parties on the show to make this thing happen um, what do you do when you're in that season from dating and, you know, because, and I don't want to steal too much of, of Britney's thunder. She's going to be on with us a little bit, but you know, the church teaches when we do teach on singleness, it's, it, it's from a, it's from a different perspective. We don't really answer those questions of what happens when you're dating to the, then you go to the next phase of engaged. And then once the engagement happens, you move on to marriage. This is what we're going to try to answer with Brittany Dixon today because, hey, this is class, right? And this life class is going to bless so many of you wonderful single folks out there. It's going to bless some married people out there too because it's going to take you all to the beginning. So we're talking sister to sister. It's really sister to sisters because not only do I have the wonderful Brittany Dixon on here, but I also have the awesome, she's a veteran to Relationship Monday, Coach Shaquan Tab Grove. And also another veteran to Relationship Monday. She's a veteran to Monty and Pastor Monty and Montonio and everything else. She's my lovely wife. You see how I smile and I light up. She's my lovely wife, 
my darling, the love of my life, Kim. She's going to be on here today. So she, so I'm a one man band tonight because she's normally my engineer. But uh, yeah, so she's on the up, up behind, in front of the camera now. She's going to talk to us and help us with Brittany. I want everybody right now, first time, my first share, share this video right now. Well, as we're doing here to Relationship Monday, one of the things we like to do before we get started, we're adding new elements to Relationship Monday, trying to bring new things to it every single week. And what we're doing now is I got a new segment that I want to introduce entitled uh, Before We Get Started. So check this out right here. Yes. Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. I'll be, I, before we get started, this segment is actually coming from a caller who has a question, a relationship question that I want to answer her question tonight before we get started. And here's what she had to ask us. Hi, my question is, how should you balance your marriage with your spiritual growth when you are unequally yoked? My contact number is. How should you balance your marriage and your spiritual growth when you are unequally yoked? And call her that for a phone number. And that's why I took that down so that I can call her back. And she's also the winner of our $25 gift card. All I ask you guys to do is call and leave a message. And if it's a good question, I will air it. And then you get a chance to win a $25 gift card. Let me, let me put my girl Anita back on while I answer this question right here. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so here's how you do it. First of all, I want to thank you for just being honest that you realize that you're in an unequally yoked relationship, right? Not many people want to admit that. And I'm not here to condemn you. I don't even want to convict you. I just want to thank you for your honesty. But you also in there indicated that you realize that you still have to grow spiritually because it sounds like you or have a great relationship with the Lord. But it sounds like your spouse does not, which can kind of create tension. You know, that's something that I, I said a couple of shows ago. Uh, and by the way, everybody, you can listen to the podcast. I went back and listened to all our podcasts. We are on several podcast sites now, but you can go to Spotify. I want you to download Spotify. Even tonight's Relationship Monday will be uploaded for tomorrow or the next day. So, and so I was listening to the podcast and, and I said something to one of our guests who was on a couple of weeks ago. I have never seen a relationship work. Not, not saying that people get everybody that's unequally yoked get divorced. That's not what I'm saying, but really truly work to this, to its ultimum capacity when two people are, are not equally yoked, both are believers and following the Lord in the kingdom. And so that can be a daunting task. To answer your question, I think what you have to do is realize that the most important relationship that you have, even so that you can be the wife that you need to be for him, is with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and as you, that is mandatory that you do grow. I think where the balance comes in that is I would have to see what do you, I would have to get your starting point, right? Because I would have to see when you talk about balance, what are you trying to balance? Are you trying to balance going to church? Are you trying to balance getting up? every morning and having a personal Bible study, personal devotional time, or you're going to church every single day of the week. So we got to find a starting point, right? But let's just say if it's just a normal, you worship a couple of times a week uh, with the congregation, maybe you serve in the church and then you have your, your personal time with God. I would say the first thing, let's look at what's most important, what you can't sacrifice. What you can't sacrifice is your personal devotional time. 
every day you need to get up and have a time with God. So now let's make this time reasonable. Now you don't want to get up every single day and then from four o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock in the morning, you in the prayer room and you ain't talking to your husband. <laughs> He's going to begin to, and I don't even think the Lord would want you to do that. We want you to come out from the mountain and hang out with us mortals. I think also that that's priority number one. So keep your devotional time with God, prayer, reading his word, worshiping him privately. You want to keep your corporate worship time with God. And that's important because you got to get fed. You got to grow in the things of God and you have to be fed by your pastor. Now, what you can look at when it comes to balance is I would like to see how many hours are you serving in the church? Because I know especially when women are single, you know, we got someone on here, for instance, you know, Brittany, you know, she's going to be on here in just in about a second. And I realized when she gets married, all this 30 hours a week at Love Church is going to change. <laughs> just naturally going to change because she's going to be in a new, and, and, I'm, and I'm going to mourn that because she's so valuable to the ministry, but I know it's going to change because she's going to be married. Once you're married, you want to balance. And that's what a really balancing act comes in is, making sure that, okay, you know you want to serve in the kingdom, but you can't be on every single ministry doing every single thing all the time. So what you want to do is make sure that that's where the balance comes. Can I give, you know, ask your church, hey, pastor or ministry leader, I can only dedicate an hour this week to my ministry or what I was doing before. Because if you cannot, if you're not at home and taking care of your home, I think I don't, I know the Lord wouldn't be pleased with that as well. That if you're not being faithful to your marriage, uh, it's, it's God first, then your family, then the church. Notice what I said, God first, then your family, then the church. And so if you're doing a lot of things in church, caller, I would say you want to scale that back. And the other thing, a part of this balance, you don't want to be overly religious at home. You do, Every time your husband talks to you, you don't want to be, you don't want to hit no Shondas and Hondas and all of that. You want, you know, you want to let your example, you want to let your example of, of, of faithfulness to God, non-religious faithfulness, draw him in. So that's what I would say. Thank you for calling. Caller, I'm going to call you probably when the show is over so we can get your address so we can mail you that gift card. All right, we're going to get started right now with our wonderful show. Sister to sister, the two queens, older queens, going to talk to the younger queen that's coming up. But before we get started, I want to bring Brittany on right now. And everybody, we're here at Relationship Monday. Remember, you can participate by sharing this video. How you doing, Brittany? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for, for, for you, the one pitched this show idea to me. I want to thank you because I think it's going to help a lot of people tonight. So thank you for that. Of course, of course. So I want to just jump right in. You're going to be the one interviewing the married women tonight. Okay. And when you pitched this show to me, just kind of what was your purpose, Brittany, behind wanting a show like this? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because I was um, I was having lunch with one of my really good friends who is also in a really serious relationship. And we were talking about the fact that we thought that since we did everything that was advised to us as a single person, we became content. We we got to know ourselves. We recognized our value. We um, traveled. We just really lived a full life as a single, content woman, not worrying about a man, and just really doing that, really doing what we were advised and encouraged to do. So we thought, oh, we did that. I'm whole. You know, I'm good. I serve at my church. When I get in a relationship, it's going to be easy. When I get in a relationship, it's going to be amazing because I didn't got to know myself and I'm this whole <laughs> Christian, single woman, and it's going to be amazing. 
Well, we both quickly realized that that wasn't necessarily the case all the time. And that although all those things were amazing for us to do, becoming content as a single woman and really getting to know ourselves and, you know, doing all the things that we were advised to do that we should do as a single woman, that we really weren't equipped in terms of dealing with the opposite sex in a committed relationship. We were missing some things. Because things. because all the church typically says is be holy, right? <laughs> it's great. To, you know what I mean? Like it's all these, all these. And again, those messages are great. But sometimes I feel like there's a lack of balance in those in those messages, because those of us who do desire a relationship, we there are some some practical things that we need to know. There are some practical things that we need to understand in order to really build a healthy relationship. And so that is really what the premise of, my, of, of the show is. And, and one thing that I found, Pastor, is that sometimes married women, when they get married, they become really tight-lipped about relationships. Uh. And, and rightfully so sometimes, right? Because as the saying goes, you know, don't let anybody in your business, especially as it pertains to marriage. I get it. I definitely get it. Um, but sometimes it seems like to us that there's maybe a little bit lack of transparency in terms of, you know, telling us and advising us on just how to be in a relationship. What yeah. does it look like? So, yeah. Well, that's what we're going to do tonight, great woman. We're going to bring these sisters on. It is 744. I want all 79 of our viewers to share this video right now because Brittany, actually, and I'm just going to really be the one that's to sit here and just watch. I'm just going to moderate. I'm going to let you kind of take over. Okay. This is your, your show. I'm just here kind of being the engineer and all that. Of course, ladies and gentlemen that's watching us, you can give us a call at 618-230-3839 once we get started. And you can ask all, ask all the questions that you want. And these three women, Brittany included, will answer them for you. Or you can send a private message to my inbox. I'm just going to get out of the way and let her take over. I'll be here and I'll jump in from a man's perspective. But it's ladies night tonight and this is going to be a great show. So everybody get ready. First up, I'm going to bring... She is a veteran to Relationship Monday. This woman of God is, I, I really admire this woman. She's about her business. She's going to be even with our think tank next month, September. She just has it going on. And I want that when Brittany wanted someone to help coach her through this, one of the coaches I said is, okay, let me bring the coach herself then. Let me bring back to Relationship Monday, Coach Shaquan Tab Grove. How are you doing, Coach? How's it going? Hello, hello. hello. How are yes. you? I'm doing well. Hey, I'm, I'm. Can I get through all the pleasantries? Cause I'm ready to get started. Is that all right? Yes, absolutely. And then finally, I want to bring. And I thought about some. Who else could I wanted? I wanted because Brittany has so many questions. I said, who can I need? I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a little help. I'm gonna ask somebody else to come in. And so I was going through my mental roller deck. I said, wait a minute. I don't have to go that far. I live with a wise woman, a great woman who's gonna really put it out there and keep it real. I want to welcome to the show my lovely wife, the love of my life. Kimberly, how you doing, baby? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you all doing? You're doing, you want to make sure you look good, everybody, your, your personal screen time. Okay, <laughs> here we go. All right, so, <laughs> so Brittany, I want you to go ahead and take over. So let's talk about questions. What is the first question that you have for these ladies? And then, and then I'll tell you what, you can point to who you want to answer first and then to the next person, go. Sounds good. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. All right. I'm super excited about talking to you guys today. I think that this is really going to help a lot of women really, really, really understand 
and really have a great perspective when it comes to approaching the relationship. So when they meet the right guy, they are going to be, their expectations are going to be where they should be. And um, I think that this is going to be good. So the first thing that I really want to address is handling conflict, dealing with conflict in a relationship. You know, as a single woman, because, you know, we're advised to be so inward focused during that season, sometimes we really don't have a good grasp on how we should handle and deal with conflict. So in a relationship, what is your advice on dealing and handling conflict with the person that you're in a relationship with? So I'm going to ask First Lady Kim that question first. How you deal with conflict, baby? <laughs> okay, so um, I would say you need to communicate, and communication is giving and receiving information. It's not just being heard and getting your point across, but it's also remembering um, that the person that you're communicating with, you love them, and you don't want to hurt them with the words that you're using. So I would communicate with them in a way, a loving way. Um, and just talk to them about what the issues are, but trying to choose the right time. It may not be the right time when everybody's on 10. So you may want to give each other a little break mm -hmm. and come back. But remember, we're on the same team. Uh, we're not in competition. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's really about trying to get to the resolve so we can move forward. So communication is key and just remembering how you're going to communicate. Got it. Love that. Saquon, what do you think about that? How 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 do you how how would you advise Brittany to handle conflict? Yes, yeah, so I think First Lady Kim brings up some great points, and to piggyback off of that, um, tone is very important. You know, I, there are things that I call the four T's, right? So before engaging in a difficult conversation or something that may be uncomfortable four T's. The first one is, is tone. Again, being very mindful of the type of tone you're using, uh, having that attitude. You know, we as women, we can get, you know, real petty and real, you know, we button push and we like to do those things. So be, being conscious of your tone. The second one is timing. Is this a good time? Like, you know, if you know that he just got home from work or if he's had a bad day or if something's happened, you must be mindful of the timing. Uh, then there's technique. Technique is all about making sure that you start your sentences, power statements, starting with I feel, I heard, um, that, that I, instead of you. You said, you should have, you didn't, you won't, because anytime you do that, you can expect the other person to give you a very defensive response, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then the last one is truth. Be willing to speak and receive each other's truth without telling them that, you know, that's not right. That's not wrong. No, if we're going to, to really deal with this conflict, then we must value that each of us come from different perspectives and different experiences. And so I have to be willing to accept what, you know, for me, what my husband says as his truth. And then we have conversation around that and vice versa. Yeah, that's what do you think, Brick? I think that's great. And, you know, I was just thinking, I really wish somebody had told me this before I got in a relationship because at the beginning of Patrick and I relationship, he would always tell me, like, why did you have to tell me that right now? And I'm like, why not? <laughs> but the timing portion is has, was so was crucial, something that I had to learn by trial and error. And I wish somebody would have told me those four T's because I would have approached my relationship and the, the way we talked and the way we communicated a lot differently because, you know, when you're the one 
in the relationship and you're the one it communicating, you like, what you mean timing? Yes. This, this is, has to be addressed right now. I should be able to address anything I want with you. I'm in a relationship. You my man, I'm your woman. So why can't I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I love those four T's and those are things that I definitely want to continue to implement in my relationship ongoing. So love it. This is good. You know, again, for those of you who are just uh, chiming on, we have the wonderful Brittany Dixon. She's transitioning in her life and we're just having a show. We, I wanted her to talk to the village. I wanted to, to, it takes a village. So I wanted to get a village of, of women together here to ask and answer all of Brittany's questions that she has because she's in a wonderful relationship and they're going to be transitioning soon, you know, to a different part of their life, recently engaged and all of that. And you know, what I love about it is, and I know she trusts me as her pastor, but I said, hey, let's get a village of women again, queens. You know, the, what the Bible talks about the older women teaching the younger women, right? And I didn't want to get any granny looking women. <laughs> Somebody that wasn't too far from your generation, you know, that you can really relate to. So this show is important. If you're just logging on, man, just I want I need your comments. I want your inbox questions. If you have a question for Coach Shaquan Tab Grove or my wife Kimberly Weatherall, or even for Brittany, you have you have different phases of relationships and life right now. You can give us a call at six one eight. 230-3839. That's 618-230-3839. Brittany, the floor is yours. What's your next question, Queen? Absolutely. If I'm looking to the side, I have my notes here with my question, so that's why. So just wanted to let you know that. But uh, my next question uh, has to do with, um, you know, be, and as Pastor mentioned, you know, I am engaged. Hey. Hey, got yeah. the ring. Yes, he put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I really uh, want to know what are what are your thoughts on um, the uh, some realistic and unrealistic expectations that may occur when you know you're getting engaged? Like you know, it, how should I level my expectations in in this season? What are some some things that are some mindsets that might be unhealthy or, or healthy? Um, or things like that. Just what 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 are some the, the expectations? What what are some realistic and unrealistic expectations during this this time period of being engaged? Coach Kwan, you go ahead first. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is this is so. In, in in fairness, I am doing my best to go back to the engaged right <laughs> the, the engaged days and and not speak as if it doesn't happen where you have these expectations uh the first thing that comes to mind is that be clear that you all will grow and you will change the who you are now in this season you will be different uh i believe that you learn more about who you are and who you are not after you're married you know that is the time when you really get to explore yourself a lot more so it's the, that difference Spaces of transition that you go through. So to be very honest and just from, from my experience, I don't know that there is anything that you can say, well, expect this to happen and that you really believe it in this season. You, you, it, I mean, it's a rite of passage. You have to go through it mm. <laughs> in order to, to do it. Keeping little nuggets of wisdom um, are always important. But just know that, that you, both of you all will change and you will grow and it will hit you like a brick wall. <laughs> mm, and I mean, and that's the truth of it. So when it happens, don't it don't be as surprised. Like what happened? Just say, okay, this is the time, and that's when you get grounded in the word and say, okay, God, this is when we're getting ready to go through. So this is the time, and just be prepared for that moment. 
That's wonderful. What about you, baby? I'm not going to be able to call you Kim. I'm going to call you baby. Honey. So <laughs> when I say that, y'all know who I'm talking to. <laughs> what about I, you, baby? I totally agree. I wrote that in my notes about being um, aware that you're going to change and grow. Um, it's not going to, you might be scared. It's a new territory. It, you may be extremely excited, uh, not knowing what the future holds. I always say try to enjoy the moment because it'll go by so quick. And you don't even realize, okay, now we're at the altar. You know, don't be in such a rush. But I also think that it's important to expect to do life with someone. The good, yes. the bad, and the ugly. You mm. know, it's not going to be a fairy tale all the time. The engagement time can be tough. We took financial peace by Dave Ramsey during the, finan uh, during the engagement time. And I was like, well, forget it. I don't want a cake because it's going <laughs> to cost too much. <laughs> Because it was just, you know, it was a eye-opening experience to people become one financially, you know, in, in every area of your life. So I just expect to do life with someone. And I also wrote, um, expect to give your best. Start mm. the way you want to finish. Um, don't come in halfway or uh, he must really want me, so uh, he better work for this. Well, yes. you know, you better work for each other. So expect to give your best because you will want your him to give you his best. Mm -hmm. well, what do you think about that queen Brittany I love that and I, I really really like um, what Lady Kim said about bringing your best because a lot of times you know what the church kind of teaches us is you know well he should be doing this he should be doing that you the queen he should be doing this this and that you know what I mean yeah. and so it's really great to hear that hey you have to go in this relationship um, you know, be, you know, being ready, like she said, to do life with that person, mm -hmm. the good, the bad and the ugly. It's not just about what you deserve. It's about what you bring to the relationship. And that's really good. And I, I also really love um, what Coach Shaquan had to say that, you know, this is just something that you have to experience and you have to go through. And for me, and I know people out there um, can probably relate. Like, I'm a very type A person. I want to know everything that's going to happen. I want the details. I want to see ahead of time. I, I, I want to be able to, I don't want to be caught off guard. I don't want any surprises. And I'm realizing that, you know, in this time, in this period, you know, that's just something that I'm going to have to let go of, you know. Um, I'm just going to have to live through it and, you know, take it day by day. And so I think that those are really, really great things, Pastor. You know, this and it's really great. Again, this conversation, Brittany, what a great idea. If I could give you a gold star for this show, this is a great idea. And I see a lot of <laughs> you know, one of the things that I want to give you a good piece of practical advice that Jalencia says, don't allow the wedding planning to cause division during the engagement. And I think that's really good to to to, to come in and expect to remain committed and together. Because I've seen it. I, of course, I've seen it over the years I've been pastoring. So many people, they're planning this one-day event that they've forgotten about the lifetime that you guys are about to share together. So I think that was a great piece of advice. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that good? So yeah, like, Village, y'all are doing the thing. Queens, y'all are doing the thing. The Village is all locked in. It's 758. We're talking sister to sister. We have a younger queen. That's Brittany Dixon. She has a lot of questions that she's asking. And Kosha Kwan and Kim, they're giving great answers tonight. And I believe they're helping a lot of you guys that's out there. What do you guys think? Give us some love, some likes. If you're being helped as well, uh, something that Barbara said already, I can relate. 
uh, I want to know all the details. So Brittany, she says, I can relate to you. I want it. She wants to know every little thing that's planned. That's the good thing about God. He don't show you everything because you can't handle everything. Because if he show you everything, you got to get the good and the bad. So you just got to trust. <laughs> you got to trust. So it's 7.59. I want everybody right now for the second time that I'm my second official ask. I'm going to ask everybody to please share this video right now. We have 87 folks that's logged on. We should have at least 200 people logged on tonight. Your shares help this show grow. Your shares help the word get out. Now, remember, when the show is over, you can always go back. You can always go back and please, and you, if you want to, you can go back and delete it or you can leave them all up there. But you don't have to let it dominate your timeline once the show is over. So please, you can also give us a call at 618-230-3839. That's 618-23. It's here on the left right-hand corner, 230-3839. Shaquan is here to take your phone calls. Kim is here to take your phone calls. And Brittany is a dynamo in her own right. She'll take your phone call. But right now, Brittany, I'm going to give you the floor. For what is your third question, Queen? Okay. So one of the biggest probably surprises for me was how the dynamic of your relationship changes with your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know, you know, what, what should we, you know, how should our relationships with our friends and our family change and how should they stay the same? Uh, Kim, what do you think about that, baby? I'll go to you. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a big one um, because they are going to change. I only had two bridesmaids and um those relationships did change. I don't know if everybody can be prepared for the fact that your life is not going to be the same way it was. When you were single, you were able to jump up and go whenever everybody wanted you to. You're available to run errands. But now you're one with someone else. And so uh, it's really hard if everybody's not on the same page. Mm -hmm. But it's a good idea if you notice you have those kind of relationships is to prepare them ahead of time, especially those precious relationships. For example, my mom and I are the best of friends um, and we lived together before I got married. Um, and my husband knows how important my mom is to me. So we live across the street. <laughs> and so um, that works that? for we, we us. We live across the street from our mother in love, go. <laughs> right, and it, it works for us, but it may not work for everybody else. But I had to set up priorities and healthy boundaries and balance and i think that's what it, it's it's all about um when you're first getting together you're learning each other it's a new territory it's different from when you're dating and he went home at 10 or whatever time and now it's yeah, time I, to come I went together. home at 10. <laughs> right I didn't spend the um, night i went home okay go amen <laughs> amen but it's different when you're coming together and you're uh trying to learn each other and learn everything so you may not have as much time but just letting your friends know you still love them and you care. Hopefully your friends are, are on the same path that you're on. And so they get it. But sometimes they don't because they feel like you done changed. Well, you kind of have because now you have another part of you. Um, but making sure you have the balance of still reaching out to your friends every now and again. Um, the one thing I will say is for me, I got a piece of advice that said, uh, don't tell don't tell your parents anything. Keep everybody out your business. You know, it's just you, him, and God. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but you still may need to have somebody to talk to. It's really unhealthy to feel like you can carry everything by yourself. And sometimes your spouse, not mine, I'm not talking about mine in this instance, but sometimes your spouse may be the one that you need advice about. 
And yeah. so it's a, a good idea to have somebody you can talk to. Now, oh, I, I can tell my mom I know sometimes you need advice concerning me. I'll be tripping sometimes. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad that's, that's out the way. But um, I, I necessarily wouldn't tell my mom everything because I know my mom loves me a lot and I don't want her to see him differently. Yeah. But I can talk to her about some things and then I have other trusted, wise, mature, respectable people who will tell me when I'm wrong, when I'm on the right path, when I need to go back and fix it. So... It's a to me. It's about establishing priorities because now he's my my number one seat, mm -hmm. and not my friends. But they have a really good seat too. I haven't dropped them, mm -hmm. and also making sure that you have healthy balance. You can't always run when they want you to run, and then boundaries. Yeah. That's my skill. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good, Coach. What do you think? How can I jump in with that? You know, boundaries is the is the key word, and. Uh, being able to create boundaries and and hold true to those, right? Being respectful in that. Um, one of the things that that I, and and I'm I like to flip and offer different perspectives. So oftentimes we've heard several times people say, you know, keep people out your business. Well, here's a concept that says a successful business has a board of directors that makes it su successful, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you want to keep people out your business, then that may be why your marriage isn't doing so well, because mm -hmm. you have not consulted your board of directors. Surround yourself with, with people who have your best interests and, and trust your intuition, right? Understand that sometimes those friendships and family ships may change and that's okay. Uh, find marriage mentors, find support groups that will, uh, that will help to foster that. And anyone that tells you that it's the always the other person and never challenges you to look at yourself, then you may want to check that because yeah, it, it is always something that you could do to contribute to the challenges. And so having those boundaries of what you allow people to know about your, your marriage or what you tell about your marriage, that becomes your responsibility as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to ask a quick follow-up question if that's okay, Pastor. Absolutely. This is your, this is your show. <laughs> so, but one of the things that you both kind of mentioned is the importance of having people in your corner. Coach Shaquan called it a board of director. And so I, I, I really want to know like who, who do you, cause you know, you know, whenever there's a board of directors, like those people were chosen, right? And so how do you choose those people? How, how do you discern this person should definitely be in, on the board, but these people, mm, I love them. They're great friends of mine or maybe they're a family member, but how do you, how do you actually even choose who are the people who can, who are, who can, you can actually trust to be in your corner that can be on that board? Uh, what do you what do you think, Coach Laquan? Uh, baby, are you there? I'm here. There you go, Coach Laquan. You might have to uh, log on and come back in. We have a free screen on you. What do you think, okay. baby? So I think that um, when you're single, you have the opportunity to be very good observers and to watch other relationships and learn from them all around you. And if those people that you may choose to speak into your life. If you've noticed their pattern of dishonor, disrespect, on again, off again, that's not those people you're supposed to be with. Those may not be your advisors. 
But if you've seen couples weather the storm who demonstrate the uh, love and care for one another and you think, wow, I hope to have that kind of um, relationship in my marriage, that may be the right fit for you. Um, but I always think that w while we're single, we have the perfect seat to take notes and learn from other people what to do and what not to do. So when you notice couples who are on the same path that you want to be in, that's the track and the path you take. Yeah, you know, and I, and I agree with that. And I'm just going to jump in until, you know, Coach Kwan comes back. This is a great conversation, Brittany. Great, great follow-up question. You know, I would say, too, by now... Your your you you should have you should only have people on your team now in your inner circle somebody that you're going to share any details of your marriage with anyway uh, that you can really trust with that right I I just think now where you are in the stage of your life and and, you, and you're looking to get married later in life and you know I think the people that's on your team now should be those folks that you can absolutely tr tr trust and share your deepest things with anyway. All of us are going to have a confidant, but when you bring them to your, your inner circle, there shouldn't be anyone in your circle now you shouldn't be able to share that, that stuff with. As Kim said earlier, though, and I do agree now, when it comes to parents, you know, mama's just going to be mama. You know, if if Kim, if, you know, I wouldn't say anything to Kim like this anyway, but let's just say if I called out her name, which I never will. I, I told the church, I raised my voice at her one time and it just didn't feel good to my flesh. <laughs> and so I said, that's, I just won't do that. But let's say, you know, you go and tell your mom, hey, my husband called me on my name. I could call her a million billion queens and princess and all that. She just gonna remember, but you call her that B word back in 2015. And so, yeah. you know, but I think the other people in your circle though, Brittany, by now should be folks that you have vetted, that's ready to do the rest of your life with. You know, when we were in our early twenties and late teens and early twenties, you know, we had to figure it all out. But I think now that plane of who's gonna be with you in this rest of this journey should be uh, chosen right now. Coach Saquon, did you pick up on the question she asked? I did. I believe it was about how do you choose your board of directors yes, yes. and yourself. Um, I was saying that that for me, it, it's about discernment and intuition and, and knowing from your gut spirit, like that this is the person that God has called you to connect with. Um, that's the first thing that, that I begin to choose. And then I pay attention to how people are operating in their own marriage. You know, and, and those who are you talked about transparency uh, in the beginning and how it's true. Once you get married, uh, you do find that a lot of married couples shut down. Right. And they don't want you to really know the truth. And so those who are willing to be transparent and say, look, baby, <laughs> it's rough sometimes. OK, <laughs> you know, and, and willing to tell you that it's not always rainbows and unicorns and, you know, the people that's not always doing it for the gram and they always happy and posing and man crush this. Man. No, no. Being very transparent about about some of the challenges that they've had and and what they could advise you to do or, or recommend that you do to help you in similar situations. Right. What do you think, Brittany? Oh, man, I. I think those are perfect, perfect answers. And what I really, what I really like about what you guys said is the importance of really establishing, you know, those people now, you know, or, you know, before you actually, you know, get into that relationship, engagement, marriage phase that you, that you, right now you start really vetting those people who is going to help me to that, to that next level. And I think, especially, you know, us younger women in our twenties, um, we sometimes struggle to find those women that that'll that'll help us get to that point. And 
not only do we struggle with that, sometimes um, the maybe the fear or embarrassment of opening up to another yeah. woman uh, yeah. might might you know deter us from actually doing that. So I I think that it's important also for um, mature women to make themselves open and available to women who are going through that phase to say, hey, if you ever want to go get coffee sometime, or if you ever want to talk about this, you know, I'm here for you. And, you know, we, you know, we, we can talk it out. And I just, you know, I'm very grateful for Lady Kim because, you know, her and I have had one-on-one conversations before, and she's very open to the other, you know, younger 20-something um, girls in our ministry. And uh, we all need that badly and i think a lot of us especially as we approach our mid-20s start to realize that 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 we need that um so and and, and to the older queens you know Brittany, you know you said something and be available and i just want to add this and you you guys kind of said it i just want to say it you know and you want to be transparently available you don't every you know they're they're coming to you and you don't want to be churchy and religious and oh we're all awesome always you know, if, if they're showing you their wounds, you know, tell them about you and your husband and, and how you guys went through a tough season. Because that's that's what they want to know. A lot of times, especially in the bad seasons, they want to know, can I get through this? How do I navigate through this season? So be transparent about it as well. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Can I add one thing, if you don't mind? It's y'all show, baby. This y'all show. It's your house. <laughs> okay. Quick, I noticed that when people are dating and they're having courtships and moving toward engagement, we always advise them to not do it on your own. You know, we have them talk to, have them bring the person around our family. We have them kind of vetted by people we love. But I, I think that it's unfortunate that once they get married, we drop them mm. or they expected to navigate that by themselves. So if we're not supposed to date by ourselves, we shouldn't do marriage by mm. ourselves either. Right. So that's all. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, don't just drop my what eyes married now. I'm gone. Don't keep them in your life. <laughs> All right, Brittany, what else you got, Queen? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so let's see. I'm looking at my questions here. Um, let's talk about intimacy. I'm trying to make sure that I cover an array array of questions, but you know, we know when when we're single and you know we're trying to live right. You know, we are we are so focused on, you know, maintaining um, good, healthy boundaries in our relationships. And uh, we're so focused on making sure that we remain pure, rightfully so. Right. Right. And that is that is our that is our our mindset, you know. And, you know, I just want to know, you know, when you know, when you kind of start to to you're in the engagement phase and, you know, you're about to get into the marriage phase. Like, how do we switch our mind? Because all I know is don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really wondering, like, you know, let's, how do, how do, how, what, what are the steps, you know, that, that are involved in, in, in developing that intimacy, you know, uh, with, with your partner? Mm-hmm. Coach Quan, I'm going to ask you to go first with that. Go. Yeah, Lord. Okay. So in, in all the- <laughs> let me say this. That same we just met sex is not going to last forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's just be clear with that. It's just not going to last. You, you do all your good tricks and all that stuff in the beginning and then you get tired. Okay. And then you really have to work to get that old thing back. Okay. Um, so in saying that, I, I like to say that all relationships start th- with three things. Potential expectation and physical attraction. 
typically we get that physical attraction out the way quick. So at, at, if you choose to remain celibate into marriage, that may be the case. Typically we get that, that sex out the way quick. And so all you're left with the potential of what they should be and the expectation. And in that, a lot of conversations don't happen. My husband and I were married for eight years before we had our first conversation about sex. And we had been having sex for the past probably 12 years. Wow. Okay. And so when it hit that point, when we were face to face and it was like, we never talked about sex. It was, it was crushing. Right. And so I think that it is important to have those types of conversations up front. What are the expectations, the frequency, the, the, the likes, the dislikes, the desires, just having those conversations is part of getting to know each other and helping to build that intimacy um, and, and being comfortable with, with sharing experiences, uh, on a comfort level, right? Uh, and, and being open to, to say that sex and intimacy are two different things as well, okay? And so let's be clear on the difference between the two so that we don't move forward thinking that intimacy is missing when it's sex or thinking that you need more sex when you really want more intimacy. Having those conversations being very clear on the difference between the two will be very helpful in the beginning. That's good. Honey, what do you think, baby? Okay, so um, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the question is how should engaged couples uh, develop intimacy? Is that right? Really? Okay. Okay. So I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. Um, so for me, I think that it is two separate things. Sex and intimacy are two separate things, and I think talking to each other to stimulate your minds uh, in a non-sexual way um, helps stimulate intimacy. You can hold hands, share dreams, share goals, uh, and really talk about what you're looking forward to in the future. Mm -hmm. I think the parameters of marriage counseling, talking about what the expectations are, and then you both going home uh, to your separate homes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if you're choosing the path of celibacy, which we are encouraging, if that's what, you know, if that's what you're doing, but um, you do need to have the conversations. There may be some things that you already know up front. I don't know what that is, but I ain't doing it. And yeah. so uh, you need to be able to talk to each other about that or like I'm down for that. But I think that if you want to remain pure, you don't want to put it in the forefront all the time yeah. um, because it, it may make your engagement process a little harder. Um, our engagement process was from November to March um, and we wouldn't have it any other, excuse me, any other way. So, um, but it wasn't because of a struggle or anything. It was just because we knew what path we were on and that's what we wanted to do. Right. So I think not making it about sex and having something to look forward to helps in the process, but marriage counseling can help. You know, for me, I think Brittany, just from a, from a man standpoint and, and the Queens have covered it really well. Uh, that switch, you know, as they said, I, I think having these healthy conversations, oh, you no, know, Shaquan, I think that's something, man. We we probably need to dive on that, have another show about sexuality and marriage because that's so powerful what you said, uh, Coach, that eight years, you didn't never had a conversation about sex. You know, Kim and I, she said we had a quick engagement. We had a long courtship. And but and one of the things that we did, we, we talked about sex and we were open about it. Uh, and, I, and I know when we had our sex well, we had our sex therapist on here. He said, don't be open about it. And I told him openly on the show, I said, that's where I disagreed. I think if you never had sex, 
you know, and 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 as she said, and celibacy is your goal. I still think you can have mature conversations. There were things I asked Kim, baby, if you remember, but I made sure I didn't ask you in front of you because I didn't want no switches turned on on either way, right? I was at home, right? <laughs> you know, and, and watch this. I was thinking about vomit and a dead dog in the street or something like that to make sure none of was turned on. And I would <laughs> and I would ask those questions because I I wanted to know. Yeah. You know, and I and I want to make sure you understood my expectations. And for me, more importantly, I understood yours. Right. And so I think you can have those mature conversations. You know, Brittany, you know, you and Patrick, you guys are in such a great position because he's 280 miles away. So you can have these conversations, you know, and, you know, and, and have them in a safe place. But I think that as you're moving toward marriage, uh, you know, I, I tell I tell couples, celibate couples to have what I call SQODs, SQODs, sex question of the day. Just one question. You know, we're not going to eat lab, you know, and, and sometimes and sometimes Kim and I, we just we just had to have a yes or no answer. Don't be don't be trying to imagine nothing. Yes or no. <laughs> you know, and I think that's how you can do that and move into that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's 819, guys. I'm going to ask you to share this video one more time. We have 97 of you kings and queens that are on. Someone says these conversations are so necessary. I believe this conversation is very necessary. And so I want you guys to share the video because Brittany has 10 more minutes. The queens may give her 13 more minutes. I don't know. May go in a little over time, but I want to make sure we get our questions in tonight. Brittany, the floor is yours, queen. What you have next? everybody doesn't mind that I'm kind of all over the place, but I wanted there to be a variety of questions on the show. Yeah. Uh, so the next question that I have is what are some things an engaged woman should do now before marriage to prepare for her new role as a wife? Mm. What do we be doing now as an engaged woman? I'm about to transform, I guess, into, <laughs> into a wife. And um, so as an engaged woman, I'm hoping Hoping I'm only going to be engaged for 10 months before <laughs> make that um, trip to the altar. So what are some things that I should be doing right now? Coach, I started with you last time. Kim, I'm going to start off with you. So what should she be doing now to transition from girlfriend to fiance to wife? I think uh, I think Brittany has a good handle on this, but really knowing who you are as an individual and recognizing your strengths and things that you want to work on. I think that's important. I think it's also important to understand that you're going to continue to grow and evolve mm -hmm. during this process. The person you started out as is not going to be the person you finish as, you know, so just be aware of that um, to find out from your fiance, what is his expectation for a wife? Um, there may be some things that he expects. He may think that wives come with an automatic hot dinner every night, home cooked uh, with picked greens. He may think that, but that may not be something that, that you have in mind to you be. You have to say with no attitude, though. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No. <laughs> no, and I'll get back to that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> also um, understanding that um, that there is no perfect definition of a perfect wife, mm -hmm. because he met you, and there's something about you that he really likes. So you all can come up with us an answer that, to that together to find out what is. What is me being a wife to you looks like? Yes. So I think those conversations are really good to have. Oh, that's but good anyway, man. my husband didn't have those expectations about the cooking. Um, 
Funny story, when we got married, I had a laundry issue. I never felt that there should be dirty laundry in the house because I felt like I was not being a, a good wife. And he had to grab me by the hands one day and say, you don't have to do this. You know, I have enough underwear to last a long time. We straight, <laughs> you know, let's just focus on other things. And it released me from feeling as though as a wife, I had to keep a perfect home. I had to be perfect in certain areas. And I'm free, and it feels so good. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. I can't keep up with my own laundry. So. <laughs> what about you, Coach? What would you say to that, Queen? Yeah, you know, I think Lady Kim spoke very uh, on point about that. Uh, and to piggyback off of off of what she said is that you have to you the, define what you the the type of wife that you want to be. My funny story is is I always had the expectation that a wife was was supposed to fix her husband's plate. And so I would get my feelings hurt all the time when I would we would be out at events or we'd be home and I'm fixing plates. And I mean, I just wasn't getting that, oh, you're the best wife type of, you know. And then finally I was like, you know, fine. So that's why I'm fixing your plates. And he was like, I never asked you to make my plate. I'm like, that's what a wife is supposed to do. He's like, I don't want that. So really having those conversations, you know, and it will really avoid um, getting your feelings hurt and, and getting disappointment when you don't get that feedback there. Uh, another thing I like to say, this is this is Coach Shaquanism right here. Uh, all married women are not wives. OK. Mm. And so be clear in this pay in this stage where you are right now, if you want to be married. A married woman or if you want to be a wife. Mm. OK, because being a wife is a privilege and it is an honor and it is something that is not for the weak at heart. And it, it is disappointing as a wife and knowing how serious that I take this this role and this responsibility that that there are people who are calling themselves wives or referring to themselves as in, in any context as wife, a basketball wife, housewife. We can go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. It takes a lot. To, to do what we do as wives and to really uh, stand in that position. So in this space as an engaged woman, get clear on, again, what it means to be a wife to you and to your fiance, and then make sure that you are understanding that you will change and you will grow and you may not grow at the same time either. You still must be uh, clear on, on what you define as a wife and making sure that it is in line with the expectations of, of your husband and make sure that you are honoring that. That is good. Anybody got any follow-ups on that, uh, Brittany or Kim? That's wonderful. Amen. My husband doesn't uh, want me to make his plate. You know, because I, I think for me, you know, th and this is one of the things that I often tell couples when I'm coaching them, Find out what this person requires. Yes. Too many times in marriages, and Brittany, I want you to hear this. Too many times in marriages, we bring an outdated playbook yeah. to, 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 to a whole different league. Mm -hmm. You are an executive woman. You are a woman, and, and, and you go to a church where your pastor teaches co-dominion. Of course, I teach submission. You know, the Bible teaches submission. But, but a lot of times we bring a 1940s or 50s playbook. Yeah. To a 2018 situation. I'm not talking about the Bible playbook. I'm talking about America's definition of marriage. Yeah. And so sometimes we wonder why I'm not connecting with my spouse. And he or she is saying, I don't need you to do that. Give me what I ask for yeah. and everything will be OK. And that's why, you know, again, like Kim said, in one of the times 
where I grabbed her by the hand and said, babe, I, I don't I don't need that. In fact, we can go take our laundry down to the to the to the laundromat next to the new China. Could we go pick up Chinese every other night? We can pick up the laundry on the way home. They fold it and everything. <laughs> what what I need is a wife that's stress free, you know, that's lovely. I don't need her stressing over laundry. So hey, we don't need that. So I would say to, to couples and to folks, find out what your mate wants and what your mate needs and everything will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple, huh? Yes, find out, you know, especially, and, and Brittany, here's the thing about Patrick and me and any man. We ain't that hard to figure out. I mean, you only really, somebody need to write this book. Some, you only need to give us about three things. We straight. <laughs> <laughs> As a wife, of course. But, <laughs> I mean, we really straight. We ain't that difficult, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we really, we really high-low maintenance is what I call. You know, you got to be an A-plus in all those. There's only about three of them. Okay, Brittany, I don't want to take all your time, Queen. What you got next? Yeah, I think uh, a good question to maybe end on, depending on how long it takes them to answer this question. You know, one thing that, you know, one common denominator of all of these responses is communication, communication, mm -hmm. communication, communication. And um, that seems to be a very common theme throughout everything that I've asked. So I really want to know, because communication and, you know, saying that you should communicate is one thing, but how do we communicate? What are some practical and, and good ways and some good tactics when it comes to communicating that, um, that I can improve on? So I guess that's my question. What, um, how are, oh, I just lost it. But communication, yeah. How, how should we, um, how can I improve on my communication? What are some good and, and practical ways to communicate better? Coach Kwan, you go ahead. Kim started off last time. You start this one off, please. Okay, uh, great question. Uh, one of the things that I always tell my clients is communication is the key, not one size fits all. Okay, because both of you are coming from different backgrounds, different experiences, different uh, learned methods of communication. Uh, it's important to, to get clear on those styles. So there are actually five styles of communication. Passive aggressive, aggressive, assertive, submissive, and uh, did I miss one? I may have missed one. Let me, I'll, I'll get that back. Is it, did I say that right, Kim? Was that right? Aggressive. It's one missing. I can't remember what it is, but you're right. Aggressive, passive aggressive, assertive, submissive, and let me get back to y'all on that last one. Look, That's okay. There, there are five. And so really being aware of the type of communication style that you're using and the one that 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 your your spouse is using is very important um, because you want to make sure that that you set your end goal first. Okay. So before you go into a conversation, know what the end goal is, what is the expected outcome and making sure that it is, it is intended to be a win-win for both sides. Now, it may not always turn out to be that way. Win-win. Uh, there are places where you have to uh, sacrifice and you have to compromise. It does not mean that you give up. It does not mean that you lose. It truly means that this may be the time that you either follow the lead of your husband or a man, put down your ego and trust and believe that your wife is capable of making certain choices as well. So um, I guess if, if I could sum all that up, learn those five styles of communication. You can, you can, it's out there, those five styles of communication and being clear on setting your end goal before you start the conversation. What says you, baby? That's exactly what I wrote down, but I didn't write down all five. <laughs> I, I just wrote down um, 
recognizing the five ways to communicate. I also wrote down incorporating the five love languages with it as well, because people communicate differently and they receive love a different way too. So the combination of the both of those is really helpful because you may be communicating and loving someone in a way that they don't need and they don't want and they and you constantly bump heads but finding out those things there's also apology language too but just finding out how that person flows receives and gives will be beneficial so but she said it all in a nutshell <laughs> oh manipulative that's it it just that's it, it. <laughs> manipulative. sorry sorry we, we're here it's, it's yep. was right only with you she, she wrote it as you were talking yep. hey, <laughs> well our, our, our hour is almost there. We, we actually were 30 minutes late, uh, 30 seconds late, rather. Brittany, is there anything you want to say or have you have any questions that we didn't get answered that you really want to get answered? Um, I, I, I'll, add, I'll end with one last question, and that is, you know, marriage can be a very super exciting time. Um, but we also live in a time where the divorce rate is 50%. And that's whether you're in the church or outside of the church. And so I want to know, um, how do we work through the fear of the unknown? Okay. Mm. Uh, baby, why don't you start there? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I firmly believe that what you fear is what you will have to face. Mm. And you have to be mindful if you put that at the forefront of starting a marriage that could be the end game. So my suggestion and my thought is make a decision right after you say I do. A little bit before that, make a decision that divorce is not an option. That we're going to work at this. We're going to be committed when it feels good and when it doesn't, but we're not going to allow divorce to be an option. I didn't say while you were dating or even while you're engaged because I think you still have an option. You still have time at that point to, to uh, discern, engage if this is really right for me before mm -hmm. the official full commitment is made. Mm -hmm. um, when we were engaged, I told Pastor Monty, uh, I said, look, when I spend $1 on this wedding, this is it. We in. <laughs> but <laughs> um, because I don't like wasting money. But um, the truth of the matter is, even at that point, there could have been an eject button pushed by either one of us. Yeah. But we knew that we were in this. And even after the I do's, after the license was signed, we knew that we had to be in this. It wasn't about just the wedding day at that point. So I think going in the way you want to finish. I think a lot of mistakes people make is they, they leave divorce as an option. They have a plan B or a C. But if you start the way you want to finish, I think it will relieve the fear. All I know is when you went about that dress, you like she had that abortion. Like, boy, you better marry me. That's right. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> well, she went about it. <laughs> Shaquan, what, what do you say, Queen? You know what? I I, I absolutely agree with Lady Kim. Uh, my husband and I, before we got married, it was the same thing. Divorce is not an option. And uh, one of my one of my greatest fears used to be a fear of falling out of love. Like I could never understand how people got divorced after 20 and 30 years. Like I, I just couldn't fathom that idea. And I remember literally on our honeymoon night, I, I started having talking about divorce and my husband said something uh, a little less, uh, uh, with a little less coos than you did like him about uh, what we're not gonna do, okay? <laughs> like, no, it don't, don't, 
no, we're not. Divorce is not an option. So don't even talk about it. We that's it's just not. Um, and so I think that uh, really getting clear on that and removing that, like you said, as an option would absolutely help. Uh, one other thing that just came to mind, um, being in that engaged stage, people get married, my theory, people get married with three, three expectations of three things with that thing that you don't like or something that's wrong or something that you like, okay, eh, that, that little thing, um, he or she will change. I can change them or I can deal with it. And a lot of times we sit in that place, that place of I can deal with it. And once you realize you can't, then divorce becomes your your exit plan. No, 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 no. OK, when you said that you could deal with it, then it's that point of dealing with it, like getting to it, getting your board of directors, going to get professional help, get out of the shame and the embarrassment of something is wrong or that you failing or, or any perception that you don't want other people to know. This is real life stuff here and, and you must be in it to win it. Did that, know, that was kind of was that I don't know. No, that was right on point. You got my wife snapping and Brittany snapping. And, <laughs> no, you, you are. You're in it to win it. Divorce is not an option, period. You know, I wanna uh if I can end on something, yeah. This is something that me and Pastor Bradford have been talking about. You can watch his show on Bone, Mike Bradford, Michael Bradford, Tuesdays. Uh, at seven o'clock Central Standard Time. This is another great relationship show. But he and I, we've been talking uh, on the phone for the last couple of weeks. And Brittany, this is going to be right in your wheelhouse, what you're talking about. So many times, couples, people come into relationship, and you can apply this to not only romantic relationships, but platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. I want to roll back to something that Kim said. You know, you always have an option to walk at marriage and engage. It, it's it's until we say I do, there's always an option to I don't. But once we say I do, right, you have to come in there saying the D word does not exist. But even before that, so many times people come into relationships with these stipulations, with these I'll love you under these conditions. Brittany, what I will say to you, and you, you're gonna, and I, and I think you're gonna hear me say this again somewhere. <laughs> I would say to you, get rid of the conditions, mm-hmm. because as long as you have the conditions, and sometimes people think because we only give one condition, well, well, if you if you commit adultery on me, then I'll leave. But what we don't understand because this thing is highly spiritual, mm-hmm. when you put any conditions on it. Even if it's one, we don't understand that there are about seven other conditions listening at the door, waiting on one condition to pop up so they can run through the door and fall on in. And whenever you put conditions on relationships, and I want everybody to hear this in Relationship Monday, our community. Whenever you put conditions on marriages, I want to just talk about those. You eventually manifest this departure because here's the deal. I can't give you all of me and love you like you need to be loved and give you all of me as long as I'm afraid of conditions. Mm-hmm. Kim and I have no conditions. I'm not leaving. Hear me, devil, whoever you want to listen, I'm not leaving. She said, Monty, I'm not leaving. What has that done for our marriage? I can talk to this woman about anything. And maybe someday we'll write a book about it when we're old and gray and the church can't judge us no more. I can talk to this woman about any 
thing on the planet. She can talk to me about anything on the planet. You want to know why? Because we took away the conditions. And here's what happens when you take away the conditions. When we make a statement that we're not going to leave each other, we're going to be here. When an issue comes up, then we can deal with the issue. Yeah. And, and it's only about the issue. And there's no fear behind us saying, are you going to leave? Are you going to walk out? Is this going to be the thing that's going to pull you over the edge? No, we can just deal with the issue. Yeah. Not with no lingering fear. So when yeah. you love a person without conditions, here's the deal. You love them without conditions. It just opens both parties to mm. say, we're going to absolutely be 100% authentic selves and give the other person what they want and what they need and what they desire without conditions. And I'm telling you, that's what most couples and most marriages and most relationships are missing today. The closest people in my life are there in my life because we have no conditions. We made a pact. I could talk about Pastor Bradford because I want to bring up another man. He and I made a pact. We're not leaving each other. One of us going to bury each other. And now when we have issues, we can get through the issue because it's not about the relationship. It's about the issue. Yeah. So as, as a lady said, Brittany, take fear off the board, right? Because you will manifest what you fear 100% of the time and just make up your mind. Because here's the thing, you've discerned that he's worthy to put a ring on your finger. You've discerned that he's worthy to spend the next several months planning the wedding, right? So you discern that he's the one that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Take all the conditions off the board, take all of them off the board, and just love him and let him love you. Yeah, I love it. That's all I have. I know it took a long time to lay that out, but yeah. <laughs> it was y'all's show. But I just wanted to- In I, that order. I just wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to just add that piece. Well, Brittany, Queen Brittany, you have been wonderful. Coach Shaquan, as always, you know, I don't know why we're not doing a show together because you always, <laughs> you're awesome. Baby, my life partner, the love of my life. I love you so much. I'll tell the world. God just bless you for me. Thank you all so much for being on Relationship Monday. It's been a great conversation. Brittany, if you have any more great show ideas, please pitch them to me because this one, I believe it worked tonight. As always, guys, I exist to help you be the very best version of yourself. My job is to help you be the best version of yourself. And I'm glad that Relationship Monday adds to that in your life. I want you to know, and I'll be here every week. Next week, I'm going to have the Honorable, the great Bishop Jeff Dudley is going to be on here. We're going to be talking about how to survive the difficult seasons in a marriage how to survive the difficult seasons in a marriage then the week after that that show next week is going to be so hot i mean it's going to set the stage for the show i have after that we have an internet sensation of social media sensation that's going to be on with us monday august 13th her name is torah sense and we're going to be talking about some stuff i mean over a million views viral it's just going to be great so y'all keep watching relationship monday i'm going to keep giving you the best that i have to give because i want to see you heal and be your best self as always, I always like to end my show like this. Mama, I love you so much. Good night. Mwah. Thanks for watching. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.